Chapter Three of Mystery of the Secret Band by Edith Lavelle. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Book Club. Mary Louise was a little awestruck as she sat down alone in her new bedroom, the first time she had ever been away from home by herself without any friends, alone in a big city working on a job. It seemed to her that she had suddenly grown up. She couldn't be the same carefree high school girl who had gone coasting only yesterday afternoon with her friends. A momentary sensation of depression took hold of her as she thought of Jane and the boys and the informal party she was missing that evening. It would be wonderful if Jane could be with her now, sharing her experiences as she always had, helping her to solve this mystery. But such a thing was impossible, of course. Jane wouldn't want to give up the Christmas gaiety at Riverside, and besides, this was a real job. You couldn't bring your friends along on a real job as if it were only play. Then she thought of that other Riverside girl, alone in this big city. Margaret Detweiler, the girl who had so mysteriously disappeared. What could have happened to her? Suppose something like that should happen to Mary Louise. I'm positively getting morbid, she thought, jumping up from the chair on which she was seated and beginning to unpack her things. I'd better get dressed and go down and meet some of the young people. I'll never accomplish anything by mooning about like this. She unpacked her suitcase and hung her clothing in the closet. What a neat little room it was, with its pretty maple furniture and white ruffled curtains. So different from the common, ugly boarding-house bedroom. She was lucky to have such a nice place to live in, and Mrs. Hillard was certainly a dear. She found the shower-bath down the hall and feeling refreshed, slipped into a new wine-red crepe, which her mother had bought her especially for the holidays. It was very becoming, and her eyes sparkled as she ran down the steps to the first floor. No use bothering with elevators when she had only one flight to go. Mrs. Hillard was at the desk, talking to the secretary, who was putting on her hat and coat. "'Oh, Mary Louise,' she said, "'I want you to come here and register and meet Miss Horton. This is Miss Gay.' she explained, a young friend of mine. She is visiting me for the holidays, and I forgot to have her register when she came in. But as she is using room 206 and not my apartment, I think she had better register. Mary Louise nodded approvingly and wrote her name in the book. You have never come across a girl named Margaret Detweiler, have you, Miss Horton? she asked. I want to find her, if I can, while I'm in Philadelphia. The secretary shook her head. No, I don't think so. You might look through the book, though. I can't remember all the transients who have stopped here at Stoddard House. Naturally, agreed Mary Louise, and she turned the pages eagerly. But, of course, she did not find the name. Coincidences like that don't often happen. And besides, she reasoned, if she did find it, it wouldn't do her much good. That wouldn't tell her where Margaret was now. Come into the music room with me, said Mrs. Hillard. I see one of our newest arrivals here a young girl who came only last week. She can't be more than nineteen or twenty. I think you'd like each other. The girl, an attractive brunette, with a gay manner and a little too much lipstick, was standing beside the radio, turning the dials. She looked up as Mrs. Hillard and Mary Louise entered the room. Miss Brooks, I want you to meet a friend of mine. Miss Gay, said Mrs. Hillard. Perhaps I'd better say Pauline and Mary Louise because I know you young people don't bother with last names. The girls smiled at each other, and the manager went towards the door. 
would you be good enough to take care of mary louise introduce her to any of the other girls who come in miss brooks i have to go back to the desk for the secretary has gone home certainly agreed pauline immediately she turned on some dance music what do you say we dance she asked mary louise and does everybody call you by both names most people shorten it to mary lou yes i love to dance that's a dandy fox-trot the girls stepped off pauline talking gaily all the time asking mary louise all sorts of questions where she was from how long she was going to stay and so on mary louise answered pleasantly happy to have found a new friend it wouldn't be so bad without jane now that she had found a girl near her own age in philadelphia although she thought that pauline was probably nearer twenty-five than twenty middle-aged people like mrs hillard weren't so good at guessing young people's ages unless they had children of their own i wish i could take pauline into my confidence thought mary louise and have her help me the way jane did it would be so much nicer but she knew that would not be wise her father and mrs hillard wanted her to keep her job a secret however she did make it a point to ask pauline a few questions in return for those she had answered not that she was interested in pauline as a suspect the girl had only arrived last week mrs hillard said but because she really wanted a young companion while she was in this strange city my parents are dead pauline told her i have a rich aunt who usually stays at the ritz when she's in philadelphia but i don't care enough about her to live with her i sort of flit from place to place and write fashion articles for the magazines whenever my income runs short i have a pretty good time have you ever stayed at stoddard house before asked mary louise no i usually avoid women's places like y w c a's and girls clubs was the reply but this sort of looked different to me and i thought i'd give it a try it's pretty good don't you think i like it very much by this time half a dozen people had entered the room and two more couples were dancing suddenly mary louise felt bewildered how could she possibly get to know so many people in the short space of two weeks and hope to find the thief the music changed and the other dancers left the room apparently the dining-room doors were open gosh i couldn't introduce you to any of those women mary lou said pauline i don't know any of their names oh that's all right agreed the young detective i'm not feeling a bit lonely let's go eat or are you supposed to wait for mrs hillard no she told me not to she's such a busy person she has to snatch her meals whenever she can but i'll be with her in the evenings exciting life observed pauline maybe i can rake up a date for you later i've got one myself for tonight and i'll sound ben out if he can get hold of another fellow for tomorrow night oh i don't think i'd better make any plans interrupted mary louise though i do appreciate it a lot pauline but you see i am mrs hillard's guest i have to consult her okay we don't want any of the old dames parking with us observed pauline glancing at a couple of elderly women just entering the room they cramp my style rather laughed mary louise though she secretly wished she might meet some of the old dames as pauline called them any one of them might be the thief pauline brooks was very different from the girls of riverside not nearly so refined mary louise thought but she was a gay companion and made witty remarks about everything no doubt she was a clever writer just as the girls finished their excellent dinner mrs hillard came into the room pauline stood up i'll be running along mary lou she said now you have company i better leave you and get dressed mary louise smiled 
have a good time and i'll see you tomorrow not too early warned pauline i'll probably be dancing till the small hours tonight she left the room and mrs hillard sat down in her place will you stay here with me while i eat my dinner mary louise she asked yes indeed replied the girl and did you enjoy your dinner it was wonderful just like a fine hotel i think stoddard house is a fine hotel on a small scale of course and now i have a suggestion to offer for to-night she continued as she ate her dinner some of the regular guests here have a book club which meets once a week i seldom go to the meetings i never seem to have time but i thought i could take you to-night and in that way you would get acquainted with some of these people though i don't suppose you'll find that person we're looking for among them thieves aren't often book lovers but it will help me to get the people sorted out and i am so at sea said mary louise i think it is a fine idea mrs hillard what time does the club meet seven thirty but we'll get to my room first and you can copy down the names of all the guests and their room numbers oh that's great she cried thankful to be getting at something definite to start with as soon as mrs hillard finished her dinner she and mary louise took the elevator to the fourth floor and walked down the long corridor to the back of the hotel here was mrs hillard's own private apartment a cosy suite of three rooms and a bath mary louise settled herself comfortably in an armchair and took out her notebook do you want the names of the maids asked mrs sillard as she picked up some papers from her desk no not yet replied the girl you believe in their innocence so i think i'd rather study the guests first mrs hillard handed her a paper a methodical list of bedrooms on the second and third floors and mary louise copied it just as it was into her notebook second floor room two hundred pauline brooks two hundred and two may and lucy fletcher two hundred and four empty two hundred and six mary louise gay two hundred and eight empty two hundred and one mrs b and b mcgregor two hundred and three empty two hundred and five ann starling two hundred and seven empty two hundred and nine empty third floor room three hundred miss henrietta stoddard three hundred and two mrs weinberger three hundred and four miss hortense weinberger three hundred and six dorothy semple three hundred and eight miss hastings three hundred and one ruth and evelyn walder three hundred and three empty three hundred and five mrs moyer three hundred and seven empty three hundred and nine miss violet granger you have a lot of empty rooms haven't you mrs hillard inquired mary louise when she had finished her copy yes it's always dull at this time of year and we never are very full after all it's rather expensive with wages on the scale they are now how much do you charge fourteen dollars a week but that doesn't cover our expenses no i'm sure it doesn't everything is lovely i didn't tell you how much i like my room and the food couldn't be better well we have an income from the stoddard estate which helps to pay expenses mrs hillard explained there is a woman here named miss henrietta stoddard observed mary louise looking at her list is she any relation of the founder yes she is her niece old mrs stoddard provided in her will that henrietta should be allowed to live here free all her life as long as she was singled or a widow how old a woman is she now 
about forty-five, I should judge, and very bitter. She expected to inherit her aunt's money, and she even tried to break the will. She hasn't any money. I think she does odd jobs, like taking care of children and doing hand-sewing for her spending money and her clothing. Hmm, remarked Mary Louise. Mrs. Hillard smiled. I know what you are thinking, and I kind of think so myself, that Miss Stoddard is the thief. But you'd never believe it to look at her. She's prim and proper and austere. You never can tell, said Mary Louise. No, that's not true. Well, you'll have a good chance to judge for yourself tonight. Miss Stoddard is the one who is in charge of the book club. There is a library fund in the endowment, and these women decide upon what to buy. Tell me which of these guests belong to the club, urged the girl. All the regular residents belong, except Miss Violet Granger. She is an artist. She draws for magazines and for an advertising firm and she always keeps apart from the other guests. She is the one from whom the oil painting and the fifty dollars were stolen. Mary Louise nodded and put a check beside Miss Granger's name. Now, she said, I ought to check the names of all the other people who have had valuable stolen. Who else was there? Well, as I told you, the hotel itself lost the silverware and the Chinese vase. Then there were four watches stolen. My own, Mrs. Weinberger's, and the two wild Walder girls. By the way, they are lovely girls, Mary Louise. They've lived here a couple of years, and I know their families. I'm sure you're going to like them. And the final, at least, I hope it's the final robbery, was the painting and the money from Miss Granger's room. But I have a feeling that isn't the end. And the guests are all nervous, too. It's hurting our business and making my own job seem uncertain. Mary Louise closed her notebook thoughtfully and sighed. I'll do the best I can, Mrs. Hillard, she promised solemnly. Ten minutes later, they took the elevator to the first floor, and Mrs. Hillard led the way into the library. It was a cheerful room with an open fireplace and a number of comfortable chairs and built-in bookcases around the walls. Miss Henrietta Stoddard, a plain-looking woman with spectacles, sat at the table on one side with a pile of books and a notebook beside her she was talking to an elderly woman and a younger one mrs hillard introduced mary louise mrs weinberger and miss weinberger she said and mary louise immediately placed them as the mother and daughter who lived in rooms three hundred and two and three hundred and four the daughter was complaining to miss stoddard i don't see why we can't have some more exciting books she said something a little more youthful Miss Stoddard drew the corners of her severe mouth together. We buy just what the club votes for, she replied icily. Because the younger members never come to put in their votes, returned the younger woman petulantly. I asked the Walder girls to come to the meeting tonight, but of course they had dates. She turned eagerly to Mary Louise. You can put in a vote, Miss Gay, she exclaimed. Will you suggest something youthful? Mary Louise smiled. I shan't be here long enough to belong to the club, she answered. I'm just visiting Mrs. Hillard for the vacation. You're a schoolgirl? Yes, a junior at Riverside High School. Never heard of it, returned Miss Weinberger, abruptly and scornfully. I'm afraid it's not famous like Yale or Hartford, remarked Mary Louise with a sly smile. Miss Weinberger kept on talking to the others in her complaining, whining tone. Mary Louise disliked her intensely but she didn't believe she would ever steal anything. What time is it? demanded Miss Stoddard sharply. 
I don't know. My watch was stolen, you know, replied Mrs. Weinberger, looking accusingly at Mrs. Hillard, as if it were her fault. You never heard anything about those watches, did you? inquired Miss Stoddard. No, replied the manager, keeping her eyes away from Mary Louise. There was a night watchman that night, but he said he didn't see any burglar or hear any disturbance. The night watchman couldn't watch four watches, Mary Louise remarked facetiously. Yes, there were four stolen, agreed Mrs. Weinberger. I suppose Mrs. Hillard told you? Mary Louise flushed. She must be more careful in the future. I think that bleach-blonde chorus girl took them, observed Miss Weinberger. She was here then and left the next day. That name of hers was probably assumed. Mary Green. Too common. Mary Louise wanted to write this in her notebook, but caution bade her wait till the meeting was over. The door opened and an old lady came in, leaning on her cane. She was past eighty, but very bright and cheerful, with beautiful gray hair and a charming smile. Mrs. Hillard sprang up and offered her the best chair in the room and introduced Mary Louise to her. Her name was Mrs. Moyer. Now the meeting began. The guests returned the books they had borrowed and discussed new ones to purchase. At half-past nine, a maid brought in tea and cakes, and the evening ended sociably. Thankful to slip off alone to write her observations in her notebook, Mary Louise went to her own room. End of chapter three.